0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Radio State on UMFM. That was a wonderful suite composed by trumpeter Bill Dixon. Winter song recorded almost 60 years ago today, on March 4th, 1964, I believe. That was one side of an album for Savoy. The other side, facing Bill Dixon's septet, was... Archie Shepp and the New York Contemporary Five this is a great record following up on a 1962 release where Dixon and Shep together led a quartet they play some more Nat Coleman also worth checking out now I'm playing this record today because I want to delve a little bit into the era that it commemorates which is a transitional moment. I think that this LP is a fascinating document of a transitional moment in 60s jazz. And I'm talking about the era of the Jazz Composers Guild, which was convened after the series of concerts, four concerts called the October Revolution in Jazz in, you can guess, October 1964. And the Jazz Composers Guild, convened by Bill Dixon was intended to facilitate creative music, working relationships and critical conversations between a collective of adventurous jazz musicians, but also to withhold labor from the market. The premise was that the guild would together vote on every opportunity offered its membership either to record or play with the hopes of involving as many other members in that gig as possible so this is a really fascinating moment in the development of a political vocabulary around improvised music at the outset of what would come to be known as the black arts movement really very careful consideration of the social dynamics traversing this space is required to understand how it came apart less than a year later so I rely heavily on the research of Benjamin Pickett in my little synopsis here but you have these very strong personalities Sun Ra who's really a born leader trying to get with this collectivism Amiri Baraka who at this point in his career is articulating a very nearly separatist black nationalism over against his former downtown community and will famously polemicize against other members of this group. It included white members like Michael Mantler and Carla Blay and Burton Green, to whom Baraka was terribly unfair in a dim appraisal of his part in a collaboration with Pharo Sanders and Marion Brown. It's a story for another day, but I corresponded with the late great Burton Green about the impact of this review on his life and career. So you can't always take these polemics at face value. Baraka also really disliked Bill Dixon and in a review of the side of music that we just heard or rather of the album on which it appeared, Baraka barely discusses Bill Dixon and recommends people listen to the Archie Shep side instead. So these antipathies are traversing the space and shaping the dynamics of the Jazz Composers Guild in a complex way. We can't reduce it to racial tension, like a lot of kind of hackneyed popular histories do, and Benjamin Pickett makes this point fabulously. A lot of people make it out to be a matter of professional competition and say that the Jazz Composers Guild broke apart over Archie Shepp's Impulse Records debut, Four for Train. Pickett also points out that this record had to have been contracted before the October Revolution in jazz. So, shouldn't have been seen as an adversarial play or an artist striking out against the group on his own. But nonetheless, it was a controversial decision. It's a great album. So I want to play the Soul original composition on that album from 19... 64 sessions. It's called Rufus Swung His Face At Last to the World, Then His Neck Snapped by Archie Shepp on Radio State. we Welcome back to Radio State on UMFM. That was the Paul Blay Quintet with Barrage. Really cool group. Dewey Johnson on trumpet, Paul Blay, of course, on piano, Eddie Gomez on bass, Milford Graves on drums, and Marshall Allen on alto sax. Marshall Allen rarely recorded outside of the context of the Sunra Orchestra, which he presently leads. That was a composition by Carla Bley, who wrote all of the songs on this album and is credited as well with tape assemblage on that piece. That was recorded October fifteenth, 1964, so right at the time of the convocation of the Jazz Composers Guild, released on ESP disc. Now, this includes some key members of the Jazz Composers Guild, Carla Blay, Milford Graves, there was some controversy about them setting out and recording for ESP disk because of the agreements that bound the guild that people would let all of the gigs be vetted by the collective, voted upon, so some of the ESP sessions were regarded as a little bit rogue with respect to the will of the collective, from what I could gather. Before that, we heard a Burton Green group, recorded January 1st, 1966. The Jazz Composers Guild had already gone its separate ways by that time, but it is immediately in the aftermath of that creative ferment, and on ESP Disc. It's a great album. It's difficult to imagine the circumstances that would have resulted in this fractiousness when you just listen to this this incredible archive but something interesting. One of the really enduring institutions of the era and of the Jazz Composers Guild also quite specifically concerns Carla Blay because it would kind of transform into the group that recorded her rock opera Escalator Over the Hill but I'm talking about the Jazz Composers Orchestra, not the Guild, but the orchestra. I want to play something from 1968. So the first Jazz Composers Orchestra album is from December of 1964 and April of 1965, and it really is the testament to the Guild. This is from a few years later, the Guild has come and gone, but you can hear its significance and many of its major players in Communications Number 10 by the Jazz Composers Orchestra. This has been Radio State on UMFM.